It's game time. Uh-huh. The kid Gowie. Yeah. Ravens Nation. Asia. All we know is purple and black. And if you're not a Ravens fan, welcome. Welcome to Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. MT Bank Stadium. Uh-huh. Where opponents don't make it out alive unless we bury them. Every team be afraid of them, especially all the quarterbacks. Wow. Suzuka sucks and Nada won't hesitate to leave you set. Let's take a minute, go back to Super Bowl 35. Yeah. Ravens Nation, Ravens Nation, y'all know what it is. It is Purple Friday, and you got your boy McConnor and myself um, here from Big Trust Podcast here at the Worst Take Network. McConnor, say what's going on to the Ravens family. What's up, everybody? Today's going to be an interesting episode, obviously. A uh, bit of a downer. But we get to start off on an upbeat note. Uh, we got some great news this week. So I, I'm very happy that we didn't have to just come into this week and, and be all upset that the Ravens lost. Because, yes, the Ravens lost. It, it's, it's upsetting. But um, our boy uh, Marlon Humphrey, he was able to sign his, his big contract, five-year, $98.75 million extension, second most um, in the NFL behind Jalen Ramsey. So, Joshua, what are your just uh, thoughts on this, on this uh, extension? I mean, Mark, what, what Mark, what Mark Ingram call him, uh, Money Man Marlowe now. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not honestly, I'm not mad at it. Um, he's one of those young guys that you can see being a Raven for a long time. I mean, it's beautiful that we was able to go ahead and do that. Um, hopefully, that help us in the long run far as adding on players, you know, you know, far as for the team. Um, Cause right now, you know, the way it's looking, uh, we need a pass rusher out here, but you know, neither here or there right now, but no, definitely. I definitely feel like what uh, Marlon Humphrey doing and uh, getting that extension, it's going to free up a lot of cap space for a lot of other guys to get extensions as well. Um, just to have that part, have that piece solidified on the defense, that back th- in, in the secondary. That's a good. That's a good uh, sigh of relief, honestly, because he's been playing. He's been playing um, pro bowl, pro bowl caliber ever since. So I, I loved it. Yeah, I'm a big Marlon Humphrey fan. Fun fact, though, I'm actually blocked by him on my personal Twitter account. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't block my main account that I use at the Worst Take Net. Go follow me. I will definitely be referencing some tweets that I had in today's episode, but. Marlon Humphrey is, is a is a top-tier cornerback in the NFL, and he's not going to be somebody that's going to jump out on the stat sheet like a Marcus Peters is because he's not somebody that's going to get a ton of picks or anything like that. He's not a ball hawk. He's just a lockdown cornerback, more like a Stephon Gilmore, um, that also now appears that he's mastered the Charles Tillman peanut punch. Um, he's done, I think, about three so far in his career that I can think of. He's done one this season, yeah. but I mean, he's, he's so much fun to watch and yeah. we're going to talk about the chiefs game later, but Marlon Humphrey had a phenomenal game. I, I can't remember a play where it was like, Oh, Marlon messed up. He had the breakup in the end zone. Um, I believe it was a pass to Miko Hardman, but we'll get into that game later. But Marlon Humphrey is just a, a lock for a division that has the receiving talent that, that the AFC North does, whether it's Juju Smith-Schuster, 
Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, um, A.J. Green when he's healthy is, is a beast. Uh, but even Tyler Boyd is a very good wide receiver. So the Ravens need these, these good guys. And then also the Chiefs, you know, you need somebody that can play against the teams that you need to beat if you want to go win a Super Bowl. And he is that type of guy. And he always has been. I remember his rookie year when the Ravens, I believe his rookie year was the year of the, what is it called? It's some stupid nickname. I think it's the Immaculate Extension is what they called it when Antonio Brown reached over whatever stupid name they're they're ripping off their own their own franchises play in the immaculate reception but i remember watching that game and they kept putting um Brandon Carr i think on on um Brandon Carr and Jimmy Smith kept guarding Antonio Brown. Or maybe this was the year after that but i just remember there was a game early in his career his rookie year where they kept putting Brandon Carr or Jimmy Smith on Antonio Brown and Antonio Brown would just cook them every single time. And, and every time Marlon was on him, he, he wasn't doing anything. And I was like, this guy, I, that's where I kind of knew. I was like, okay, this guy, this guy's legit. He can guard anybody in the NFL because if you can lock up a B, you can, you can lock up anybody. So that's kind of when I knew he was going to be very good. And I'm very happy that the Ravens extended him. And it wasn't something that I was really expecting. I wasn't, you know, the, the kind of guys that you're expecting the Ravens to extend right now, not expecting, kind of hoping that they don't extend, is Matthew Judon. That's kind of the one guy whose contract extension has been on my mind, more because I don't want it extended. But but I'm just – I'm so happy for Marlon. And he had such a great press conference um, thanking pretty much everybody that he could. Um, very emotional. But it was just a great thing to see for a great young player that doesn't get enough recognition. I mean, he uh, he's, tr- he's truly a humble guy. He's a, one of those um, quiet assassin type of guys. You know, he comes out there, plays. I mean, when the last time you seen a corner um, play like a damn linebacker and run with wide receivers stride for stride just about. And, you know, he, he, he's a tear. I mean, hell, he gives Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, nightmares. And <laughs> He gets Odell Beckham Jr. nightmares. I mean, yes, he had the one miscue with McCole Hartman, but you know, like 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 McConnell said, he he is that guy you want to put on the best wide receiver of the opposing team. Because at the end of the day, he's gonna he's gonna hey, he's he's gonna uh strap up and he's he gonna lock them down. Whether you know he holds them a little bit, but <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna be with them. I mean, hell. Um that game against DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins was looking for the flag all the times, but listen, they let them guys play football, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't, I can't remember a good corner that we've had out of our base since maybe I don't know Ravens Nation. Don't get mad at me. I'm, I'm gonna go way back. I'm gonna say Chris McCallister. Yeah, that's the only guy that I can think <laughs> of. I mean, the only guys that they've had that have been, like, really good, obviously, um, Deion Sanders, Rod Woodson played a bit of safety, but those guys weren't Ravens. Right. Ravens haven't drafted. That's, like, the position where, like, yes, the Ravens have always had a pretty good secondary, but that's more because they had insane safeties Mm -hmm. um, and very solid cornerbacks. But he is – I mean, I may go as far to say that he's he's better than Chris McAllister was. I mean, Chris McAllister was a a phenomenal cornerback, a pro bowler, but – True ball hawk. He was a true ball yes. hawk. But like we said, Marlon Humphrey, he's like a linebacker playing corner. Yeah. 
it's a it's a different it's a different type of feel. He's we all see Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters is scared to go for a tackle every now and then. Marlon Humphrey will get in there with his guys and uh he'll wrap up. He'll lay the boom. I mean he played at Alabama, you know, that's what they're good for. <laughs> Every everybody had to go had to get down and, and dirty. So, you know, I mean we just we love those type of guys. I mean that's right that's Ravens football. That's deep that's Ravens defense style of football. Everybody just, you know, is a big hitter, you know, or comes out and just make a play. So, you know, man, hey, we keep on growing um with Marlin. I don't know how the future may what the future may look like for the uh for the secondary. But you know, with Chuck Clark, who I thought was older, I think he's 25, 26. You got Deshaun yeah. Elliott, that's like 24, 25. We have a good, nice young core that's actually developing it right right in front of our eyes. Um, I mean, of course, we got the veterans and Marcus Peters and you know Jimmy Smith. Um, and they they plugged in Anthony Averett. I did actually see him go strive to strive with McCole. I think I think with McCole Hartman. I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> I think Anthony Averett ran four three six in the forty yard dash. So he's a he's a speed demon. Um, that like you know we look at Hollywood and Lamar and uh, yeah. Duvernay, but Averett is a Averett's a speedy guy. So Ravens Nation, I, I hope I love the fact that we was able to keep one of one of our guys, you know, one of our young guys, our our, our, our studs. Um, I guess I guess we're gonna get ready to start working on Ryan Stanley and, and Lamar's uh, contract sooner than later. That that and damn, Mark Andrews is Mark Andrews coming up too? Yeah, Mark Andrews, same draft class as Lamar, so Man. that stuff's coming. Listen, I feel like with this team, you're gonna truly see. Who really wants to be a Raven? Because I don't know how I don't know how the money is looking so far. But I mean, we on the outside looking at. It. But if you really want to, tr- if you truly want to be a Raven for years, if you feel like you know you got a uh, Super Bowl caliber team, hopefully these guys will you know want to stay around Lamar and want to keep on winning. But you know, money talks and you know bullshit walks. So <laughs> yeah, and something that Marlon Humphrey said was they asked him about being the second highest paid paid safety and he was like i don't care i just wanted to be a raven like the money didn't matter i just wanted to be a raven um and and that's exactly what he did so very excited to see him um just continue to be a raven and everything like that but uh let's get into the less exciting part of this episode Uh, we got to recap week three and and i'm going to say this whatever we say talking about this game um hopefully i mean i'm I'm going to make the assumption that joshua agrees with the statement i'm about to say we 100 percent support lamar we 100 percent support like everybody on this team well except for maybe one guy um that we'll definitely talk about but like we we support the ravens we are not trying to be pessimistic we are just trying to analyze it and i'll also say i don't care the ravens lost it was why they lost and how they lost is why i was so upset uh, but Joshua, I'll let you. I'll let you start out because I did my Ravens rant, or at least part of my Ravens rant on uh, Wednesday. All right. Well, you know, guys, um, Ravens family. In the earlier podcast, I did when we did our predictions. Um, I did say it's a possibility of us maybe going thirteen and three, fourteen and two. Um, and I also mentioned week three that Kansas City Chiefs game 
could either make or break us. Granted, yes, we play the Washington. Excuse me, I was going to say the uh, the R word, the Washington team. This upcoming Sunday. Uh, <laughs> um, I definitely hope the team bounces back. Um, I feel like we got a group of guys that is, that is not going to fall under the pressure. Um, but man, I gotta say, uh, watching that game Monday night, I wanted to cry. I wanted to go to sleep. I wanted to hide for the simple fact of one, we're not getting pressure with all the additions. Yes. Some of the Calais Campbell, Derek Wolf brought back Penel McPhee. Yes. they these guys are technicians. These guys are a little older, but they still can get the job done. Um, we didn't get the pressure that we that that we should have got. I don't understand how many times why we kept on sending the the house, and you have a wide receiver break off on an out route, or you have the running back coming out. I'm gonna give it to our what's the I think the offensive coordinator Behemi, Behemi um and Patrick Mahomes. Listen. We all know what those two are capable of. But um, me personally, I, I expected more out of the Ravens just because, you know, everybody, you know, been hyping them up. We've been hearing good things about our rookies. Um, you know, we get the, all these additions. You know, we get a stud in the middle linebacker, which actually was off the rest of the game in the third and fourth quarter. <laughs> so um, I'm a little – I'm not frustrated as I should be, but something has got to give. We have to stop playing like we don't know how to play football. This has happened in the playoffs. We made it to the playoffs running the ball. Let me let me look at the stats. We ran the ball in the playoffs, 29 carries for 185 yards. In the Monday night game, 21 carries for 158 yards. And once again, our biggest rusher, oh, Lamar Jackson, but our actual running back, Gus Edwards. Yep. One that was getting this rolling. Why do y'all stop him? He's truly a gasher. Use him to his ability. He doesn't mind putting his shoulders down. His longest rush was for 24 yards. Everybody knows as he bounced off of one hit, he's up the field. And then you can open up for the pass. So I don't know. I don't know if we had to give up these games because <laughs> it damn near feels like it sometimes. It's like there's no way in how where you move the ball down the field, you get to the end zone, you're trying to pass it. Um, we have – we have more than enough big guys where we can put in front of a Gus Edwards, a Mark Ingram, a hell, or even a J.K. Dobbins and put the damn ball in the end zone if we if we, if we are not able to get the pass. Um, a guy like when, when, you, when you see a defensive – when you see uh, – when you play against an offense that's so exotic and so – I'm not even going to say – yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with exotic. That's all it is. It's exotic. A defensive coordinator had to go to the basic plays. Contain, man on man, put a helmet, put a helmet on these wide receivers. Let's jam them between the five yard lines and let's do our best to get the uh 
so get some get some rush, get some uh, get some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick Mahomes, he can get outside the pocket, and even when he does get out of the pocket, he showed he showed it uh, Monday night that he can still get the job done. So I mean, we gotta we gotta get it together. I mean, we gotta we gotta uh, watch this team this Sunday. So I'm hoping, you know, that boosts the morale of everybody. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to start off. I'm going to talk about the offense, then I'll get into the defense. Uh, with this offense, a lot of things that I was seeing, people tweeting out throughout the game. Um, the announcers, I these announcers, they sucked. They kept blaming everything on Lamar. I talked about this on uh, my Worst Take podcast uh, with my co-host, Matt, and he was like, the, the announcers pissed me off because literally every time Lamar would throw a pass, they were like, that's a bad throw if he put that more on the money. And it was like, most of those throws are like where he's trying to throw the football Mark Andrews forgot how to catch. Um, I don't know what happened with Mark Andrews. Like, people are like, oh, Lamar should have thrown a better ball. It's like, that's the catch that Mark Andrews has made his entire career. That throw over the, over the seam um, to Mark Andrews, that was the exact same throw and catch, not the same route or anything like that, as the Chargers game in Lamar Jackson's rookie year, where Lamar reaches out, extends his hands, and then he scores in that Chargers game for like a 68, 72-yard touchdown. And it's like, that's the same exact catch. The same fingertips that make that catch bounces off. The falling catch in the end zone, what did he do last week? He made a way more difficult catch, um, not last week, but week one against the Cleveland Browns with the, with the jumping one-handed catch. I don't get why Mark Andrews forgot to catch the football. Um, hopefully he gets back on track. Uh, maybe Tyron Matthew was just getting in his head. Tyron Matthew is a savvy veteran. Um, that, that can just make plays. So, you know, difficult matchup for him, but the Ravens did not run the football and people were saying they didn't run the football because they were down. That is 100% false because they didn't run the football when they were down seven to three. The Ravens first drive, I, I wrote this all out right when the game ended because I didn't want to wait for the analytics and everything to come out. I was like, I'm going to get these stats so I can have them and I can share them. Um, so if you don't follow me on Twitter at the Wears Take Net, I try and do this after each game uh, in terms of just finding some statistic. Like I found um, at last week, I was talking about uh, their first couple of drives when not running the ball. Well, same thing. They didn't run the ball against Houston in the beginning, which was stupid. Um, but Ravens first drive, six rushes for 60 yards. They get to the 15 yard line of the Chiefs. They go with three passes. They get no first down. They have to kick the field goal. I will say I completely agree with taking the field goal there. I know a lot of people want to get um, the touchdown there because you're playing the Chiefs. But last year, what they tried to do was they had, I think, two, um, two times they went for it instead of kicking the field goal, and they lost by five points. So I'm not mad with them not going for it, playing conservative on the first drive, whatever. Uh, but the next drive, their first play, Lamar Jackson has a 14-yard run. But I believe there was an illegal contact or a block in the back. They call it back. So it was about first and, and 25 or first and 20. They pass it three times. They go three and out. I don't know why you don't try and run the ball. If you get 14 yards on your first carry, you can try and run it again. The next drive, three passes, three and out. Um, then you have the next drive. I don't remember when the – I believe – after the J.K. Dobbins kick return was in between those two last drives. I don't remember exactly when it was. Um, I don't have that on here. But then their next drive was they had one rush, um, and then they had they had a penalty on that run, so it was an automatic uh, first down. It was about like a four-yard rush. They rushed for three yards. Uh, so it's second and seven. They go with two pass plays. They punt the ball. Then the next drive, 
They have three pass plays and they have one rushing attempt. And on one of those pass plays was a, was a strip sack on Lamar. Then uh, last drive of the first half, I'm not going to count that. Um, doesn't matter. Also, two drops on that drive. That was dumb. Um, but first drive of the second half, six rushes for 56 yards. Boom. They come out. They run the ball. They're in second and nine, and then they go with two pass plays. They kick the field goal. Why? Um, next drive, they have – this is when they're down, um, but they had one run on the drive, but there was a penalty. So that play counts as a penalty, not a rush. So this drive had nine plays for 45 yards. It's like, boom, five yards a play. But that's skewed. There were two 10-yard penalties on that drive. So in reality, it was all passes for, in seven plays for 25 yards. The Baltimore Ravens last year were the greatest rushing attack in NFL history. They broke the single-season rushing record. They got a better rushing attack by adding – maybe the best running back in the draft class in J.K. Dobbins. They come out, and it, it would be one thing if the Kansas City Chiefs had a great run defense and a horrible pass defense. Mm-hmm. But the strength of the Kansas City Chiefs is their pass rush and their safeties. Well, what do you do when a team has a horrible run defense and it's proven that to beat the Chiefs, you have to run the football that's how the Colts beat them. That's how the Packers beat them. That's how the Patriots beat them. That's how the Patriots beat them twice, actually. That's how the Titans beat them. That's how the Texans beat them. They all ran the ball. And the Ravens averaged seven and a half yards per carry in this game. Um, and that's, that's just ridiculous. If you're averaging seven and a half yards per carry, you should run the football when you're a running team. Um, and I want to now getting away from like the overall game plan, I want to talk about who's toting the rock. Why is this not Gus Edwards or, or J.K. Dobbins? Uh, Mark Ingram on the season has 26 carries for 114 yards. He's averaging 4.6 yards per attempt, which is still very good. But Gus Edwards, 18 carries for 129 yards, 7.2 yards per attempt. J.K. Dobbins, 10 carries, 76 yards, 7.6 yards per attempt. And Lamar, 32 carries for 182 yards, 5.7 yards per attempt. Everybody on this Ravens team, like the Ravens are like averaging five yards a carry. Why are they not running the football? It's the, the same thing happened in the playoffs. Um, Mark Ingram got hurt in that Titans game, and Gus Edwards was still running the ball well. They stopped running. Why, why would you not run the football? But then getting into the defensive side of the ball, oh. the Chiefs are a bad matchup for the Ravens in the sense that the Chiefs have extreme speed. Um, they probably have the fastest wide receiver core ever. Uh, two guys that are run four twos, or maybe me, Cole Hardman ran a four three one, but four two nearly, or it was like a four two nine. Yeah, the slowest one out of them is Sammy Watkins is with like a four three. Yeah, he's like a four three eight or something like that. And and then you have Patrick Mahomes and the Ravens. Their defensive scheme, they're going to play their their football. I am okay with that. They're going to send the house, and they're going to play man coverage. And that works against every team in the NFL that doesn't have the speed that the Chiefs have because the, the Chiefs can just go out there and be like, all right, you want a man press? We're going to send these guys and do whatever they want because they're just faster. Um, it's very difficult to get there. And Patrick Mahomes has now done this in consecutive games against the Baltimore Ravens because he knows that the Ravens are going to send the house. 
So what does he do? And he knows that his guys are fast enough to get open because, well, they're, they're just faster than the Ravens guys. Uh, they're not much you can say about that. It's unfortunate, but they're built with speed. Patrick Mahomes drops back or snaps the ball and just starts jogging backwards as the snap uh, after he gets the ball, jogging backwards. He knows the pressure's coming and then throws it about 10 to 15 yards behind the um, line of scrimmage. Why? Because he just backed up because he knows the pressure is going to get there. The Ravens send more than more than five, more than six, if they block the running back. So they're going to get there, but Patrick Mahomes delays it enough. That's how we had the big play touchdown to Nicole Hardman on the uh, post route. That's how we had the touchdown last year to Demarcus Robinson on the corner route. He got Mahomes got laid out in both of those plays, but he knew that his route was going to get open because you know, man press can only can only keep people open for a certain amount of time, especially when their guys are just that fast. And you have Andy Reid, probably the best um, play designer for wide receivers getting open in the NFL. So that that is unfortunate. So you look at that and you're like, okay, the the man press blitzing isn't really working. Okay, well the problem is they have to blitz to gain pressure. That's been their issue the entire year. Because there's a certain man that is a fake pass rusher. He gets paid about $16 million a year because he was put on the franchise tag. And I don't know why the Ravens believe in Matthew Judon. He cannot get pressure. He got pressure once this game. He was offsides. His, his ass kept on blitzing. I just don't even understand. He's, he came all the way from his right side to the left to overload a blitz. I saw that at least saw that about three to five times. Why the hell are you doing this? That whole right side consistently was open. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the Chiefs have people open way faster than that. That like the Ravens defense, I still believe are is a top two defense in the NFL. The problem is the Chiefs are the only team that can counter their defense because they have so much speed. Because that blitz, you know, if you wanna if you wanna overload a blitz on a side, that'll work as long as the guys can't get open. But the Chiefs have the guys that can get open, which is why it's a bad matchup in that sense. But man, he he literally he struggles so much. And and Ravens and some Ravens fans are are where you know they wanted to keep all oh, we got is extend Judon. No, you don't want to extend this guy. This is not the same scenario as Zadarius Smith. Because Zadarius Smith had shown that he can get pressure. Matthew Judon has never shown that he can get pressure without Terrell Suggs on the opposite side because they have to double-team Suggs. But Matthew Judon, he just goes out there and he gets blocked. And that's just about it, and the Ravens can't get pressure. And also, the Ravens seemed like they couldn't tackle um, anybody, which is unfortunate. But also, one final thing of just – you know, criticism, and then we'll actually be able to talk about it more. But the Ravens, they like to do their man blitzes and all that stuff. Well, one of the ways that the Chiefs were able to be that was they they kept throwing, checking it down to, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of the backfield. He would just swing to the side. That's because they were matching up the opposite side linebacker or nickel cornerback on the running back. That's already about a 15-yard separation. And if he sprints left, he is guaranteed to be open. Like, there's no way that any player, I don't care if you put 
Deion Sanders running at a full sprint when that play starts, even he isn't getting there. Like, that is just too much space to give the running back. Like, if you want to do that blitz, go for it. I'm 100% for it. But put the guy covering the running back on the same side as the running back because Patrick Mahomes is good enough to know, hey, nobody's guarding this running back with 15 yards of space, and so he's going to get the first down. And that's what kept happening. Um, he was just able to keep on doing that. Um, but that's that's kind of my rant-ish. Um, <laughs> but Joshua, uh, why don't you go? We'll get more into a discussion rather than just an initial thoughts. Shit, I don't know what else to say. Um, <laughs> I don't. And see, now, I don't know if you've been hearing it. I'm, I'm in one of these Ravens Nation groups out here on Facebook. But, you know, now, now they're calling for A.B. Now, let me just piggyback to the offense. Let's start with the big uglies. Um, Ravens Nation, I don't know about y'all, but I'm missing my Hall of Famer in the right guard. Um, <laughs> it, it, it show, it's, it's definitely showing that, you know, I'm not going to say it's not no true leadership, but something has to be done amongst, you know, those those five guys. And I mean, you know, there has to be a better type of communication where each other, where everybody has each other's back. I know, you know, sometimes on a one-on-one matchup, um, a guy may lose, but, you know, it's five. It's, it's four against five, and that center usually needs to help someone out. So, honestly, Wherever Chris Jones move, like the ludicrous song, when I move, you move, just like that. <laughs> Matt Scarrett should have been helping his um his interior guys. Chris Jones, we we talked about it before the show, is maybe one of the best interior pass rushers behind um Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, yeah. Aaron, listen, that's another that's another conversation. I've seen some of the shit that he did this year. And um, I don't even want to go against that man. You can have at it. Um, <laughs> but no, um, we we definitely need to tighten up as far as our pass on our pass pro protection. You know, because this is this is the most times I've seen uh, Lamar Jackson get sacked this year too. I mean, everybody's now starting to send the house on him because his elusiveness. That's I mean, that's another reason why too. I mean, you send six seven people, one's going to come in free. But you know, that's where it comes with. You know, keeping defenses honest, going to what we do, run the ball. How do, how does Ray Rice 2.0 has only has one carry for six yards in a premier game? Like we said, you know, their their defense versus the run is not the best. And also, let's I'm gonna take it a step further. Um, I believe I believe the Kansas City Chiefs played the San uh, San Diego Chargers yep. before. They, I believe the San Diego Chargers took them to uh, overtime. Yep. Um, uh, San Diego, the San Diego Chargers don't have uh, don't don't have about twelve Pro Bowlers on their team. Um, <laughs> they do not. The San Diego Chargers do not have an MVP quarterback on their team. So I'm gonna go ahead and say this: if a non-star stellar team can take this Super Bowl winning team to a guy. Why isn't our coach watching the blueprint that other teams set out and go ahead and play? I mean, damn, the only coach that I know that actually will look at another team 
that actually played against the, the opposing team coming up is Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson will, really, will literally take a play out someone's playbook and use it against the opposing team that he's playing the next week. And I'm trying yeah. to figure out why we can't do that. Why, why can't we just, okay, I'm going to take my defensive end right here on this left side. I'm going to take my defensive end right here on this right side. You guys don't rush. You play outside containment. You bump the you bump the running back, and you make sure Patrick Mahomes do not get out the damn pocket. And I'm going to leave it up to my interior guys to go ahead and get after him. If he comes outside, that's when y'all shine. My corners, my second, my secondary, y'all gotta do y'all best in that five within that five yards to press them and jam them up and get them off their routes and hold on and hold on as much as you can. <laughs> until until we can you know until we can get a dead play, I just I don't I don't understand it. I mean, we go away from our identity way too much in these big time games. The only time where we played true to our identity was last year against the goddamn um, Patriots. It's Sunday night, so I I, I don't get it in the in the. And them not giving Gus Edwards the carries that he deserves, um, it really frustrates me because I really feel like um, he's going to leave us. Granted, I love Mark Ingram. I love the energy that he brings. You know, he still can get the job done. But you have a younger – you have a younger, you have a faster, you have a stronger power back right behind him. Yeah, use them. Just go ahead and use them. We gotta, we gotta reserve. We have to reserve Lamar. We can't always do the RPOs. Just get some regular runs in. <laughs> and and it's not like he wasn't playing well. He came off his, his best game of the year. He played very well. And and I've got a question for you because I I truly believe this. I think that the Ravens are buying into the media too much when they go to play these games. Last week it was. Lamar versus Deshaun Watson. And what did they try to do to start out the game? Throw the ball. Lamar has to be better than Deshaun. Then they come out against the Chiefs, and everybody's saying it's not Ravens versus Chiefs. This is former, this is last year's MVP versus this or last year's Super Bowl MVP. This is the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. This is Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes. But Lamar in interviews, what he always says is he says, yo, it's not me versus Patrick Mahomes. It's it's me versus the Chiefs defense. The Ravens need to play like it's Ravens versus whoever they're playing, not the quarterback versus the quarterback. Because if we're being honest now, I love Lamar. I want Lamar to succeed. This is, this is not a knock against Lamar, but I don't want Lamar to throw the ball. I want the Ravens to run the ball 45 times a game. Like that, because they can't, like against, against a team like the Chiefs where they have a terrible, like if you told me before the game, be like, yeah, Lamar threw for 98 yards. I'd be like, great, 100%. Raven, the Ravens didn't throw the ball very much because he didn't have to throw that. I mean, look at look at how did the Tennessee Titans succeed uh, going into the postseason? They maintained their identity. Mike Vrabel this season came out, and he had, a, I believe it was a hat or it was a face mask, and it says, give Derrick Henry the football because that's their identity. They're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry. The Ravens' identity – this isn't some new thing. The Ravens' identity for their entire history was to run the football. It didn't matter who you had at running back, 
whether it was a great running back like a Ray Rice, a Jamal Lewis, a, a Lamar Jackson runner, um, not a running back, obviously, but a runner, or, or it was Justin Forsett or Willis McGahee. Like, you're still running that ball. Like, no matter who is back there, you're running the football. Shit, even LaRon La- McClain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But all of a sudden, it's like they, they get into these big games, and it's like Greg Robin goes out and he's like, I'm going to try and trick them. I'm going to get them to start thinking we're going to run the ball, and we can throw it. Why? Lamar Jackson, after the game, said there are kryptonite. The Chiefs have a kryptonite. Run defense. Literally. They can't stop the run. Batman does not fight Superman. I'm saying that the Chiefs are Superman. They punch you in the mouth. They punch you very hard. They're very strong. They score a ton of points. The Ravens are Batman. They've got that kryptonite in their hand, and they can say, yeah, we can, uh, we can get you with this kryptonite. By running the ball, we can beat you. But then they say, no, I'm going to try and outpunch Superman and outthrow Patrick Mahomes. There isn't a team in the NFL that will go out there and be like, yeah, we're just going to outpass the Chiefs. They've got the best quarterback, arguably, in the NFL, along with the best play designer and offensive coach in the NFL, with the best wide receiver weapons, probably, in the NFL. You're not going to outthrow them. Nobody's going to outthrow them. The only teams maybe ever that could outthrow them is, is the old Peyton Manning Broncos, um, the 2000, I believe it was 2007 or 2009 Patriots with Randy Moss, uh, maybe the greatest show on turf. Like, that's it. You're not out throwing this football team. Yeah. yeah. Why are you not using their biggest weakness against them? Batman doesn't fight Superman and say, I'm just going to punch you in the face and I'm going to beat you doing that. No, he's going to – Superman's going to literally kill him in one punch. That's Honestly, what happened. I wish the NFL was like college football. And what I mean by that, I, I, I wish it was like how the, uh, how the Miami, Miami Hurricanes was. When old guys used to come back and, hey, man, you know, this is Miami. You know, this is the you. This, you know, we're the Kings. You know, you get out there, you you know, you showboat. Put that chain on. Get out there and play ball. I wish Ray was Ed Reed, you know, Chris McCallum, Peter Bowen. They come down there sometimes. Say, man, look, man, what y'all doing? I wish the Jamal Lewis, Justin for a sex. Hey, uh, Harbaugh, what you doing, man? You need to run this ball. Come on now. You got some of these. You got some great, you got some great running backs behind uh, this great uh, quarterback right here. Because with us, we know the running game, as long as we're flourishing with the running game, it's going to open up the pass. Absolutely. And, and it doesn't matter how many they put in the box. We still move forward. I don't see – since Lamar's been out there, since the, um, the running game been in a full effect, I haven't seen us truly been in – in negative yardage, put it like that. I mean, I, I, I just can't call it, man. We, we just, we got to get it together. That's all I can say. I'm glad it's game, it was game three of the season. So, you know, Ravens fans, you know, we, we don't have to panic. And now, it's identical to last year. That's true. So, it's you would we would say it's a wake up call, but it falls on the coaching. It falls on the coaching big time, and I wish Lamar Jackson pulled an Aaron Rodgers, and uh, 
you know, act like his headset wasn't working, causing plays. I know him and Greg Roman has a good relationship, but you know, these in these type of crucial times, I, I wish he just call his call his own number. Just go with what's working. Yeah, I I I'm just baffled. Maybe because every, there there hasn't been a game this year where the Ravens come out and they're like, we're gonna run the ball against this team. They didn't against Cleveland. They had Lamar pass the ball. Then they had Lamar pass the ball to start the game against Houston, and it didn't work. And then they were like, wait a minute. I forgot. This team has a horrible run defense. Let's run the ball. And they raced for 230 yards, and they killed them. And then the Chiefs, they came out, and they were like, let's run the ball. And it was like, wow, this works. Let's stop doing it. Why, why would you stop doing it? Um, but let's get off the negative. Let's do it. I mean, we don't really have to talk a ton about this game. Um, but Ravens are playing the football team this weekend, this Sunday. Uh, personally, I really think that the football team is, is very good. Yeah. But they're missing their best player in Chase Young. Mm-hmm. That really hurts them. Uh, Chase Young is like that final piece that makes that defense, that front seven, maybe the best in the NFL. But without him, it's like, okay, they've got some good players, but they don't have that superstar. Right. But their offense is bad. They have a terrible offense. The Ravens should kill them. And they should be able to just run the ball. Like, they have, like, a decent run defense or whatever. But the Ravens need to just come out and show the world, hey. Because I've seen power rankings. The Ravens drop into, like, eight in power rankings and something. And I'm like, why are you dropping? Well, they lost to the Chiefs. Oh, you mean the best team in the NFL coming off of the Super Bowl victory? Oh, okay. Why would that drop you that many points? Like the Ravens need to just come out and be like, yeah, um, don't forget about us. We lost week three last year, and then we lost week four. And then what did we do? Oh, yeah, we won 12 consecutive games um, because you just because they started playing Ravens football. Um, they stopped trying to just outpass everybody because that's what they tried to do against Cleveland, and that's what they tried to do against the Chiefs last year. Then they were like, wait a minute. Hold on. We got this guy, Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah, I guess he's the greatest running quarterback ever. Maybe we should try and use that a little bit. Oh, yeah, we also have a great run scheme generator in Greg Roman. Yeah, okay. What about our offensive line? Is that good? Oh, we have, like, the best offensive line in football. Okay. What about our running backs? Oh, we've got good running backs? Yeah, maybe let's try and run the ball. So they do. They win 12 games, then they get to the playoffs, and they're like, nah, let's not do that anymore. Let's try and let's try and trick the defense. Play football. Because it, if it ain't broke, don't fix don't <laughs> don't fix it. The Ravens, it seems like they're like they do things so well. Then they get to these big games. They're like, I'm gonna trick them. They're gonna expect us to run the football. And it's like, yeah, they'll expect you to run the football, but they can't stop it. Right. Calvin Johnson, you expect them to throw it up to Calvin Johnson. He's still gonna catch it. Just because you know it's coming doesn't mean you're guaranteed to stop whatever it is like just run the football and if they prove that they can stop it then we'll that's make it a- when you change it but like give it some give it some tries and i'm not saying just come out and run the ball every single play on every first drive you still throw the ball against seattle they did a play action why because they ran a couple of times then they play action boom miles boykin down the field about a 50 yard completion ravens gotta just play ravens football against Washington. Um, and a lot of people are probably going to think it's boring because Washington runs the football too. Yeah. 
listen, this game, I, I don't got any bold predictions. I just want the guys to win. I, I just want to play Ravens football. Just be true. Let's just be – let's play a game where we're true to our own identity. That's, Absolutely. That's, that's, that's all I got. I, it's, no, it's no bold prediction for this game. This should be a, a win. Battle of the belt way. Let's go ahead and get it done. Let's move on to uh, – who do we play at? The, who do we play at the, uh, the Washington team? I don't even know. I will say last week a um, a prediction did come true. A guest on our show said, "JK, not JK, Devin Duvernay is going to take one to the house. On the show he said that. That happened. Um, so I, I got to keep the, the streak alive because we've got a full prediction that, that went true. I'm going to say that I think I think uh, there's going to be a big play touchdown. Seventy-five to eighty-yard touchdown offensively, okay. um, not including punt or kick returns. I think it's going to be a maybe it's a maybe it's a run, um, mm-hmm. maybe it's a J.K. or a Gus Edwards run on like first and ten at the twenty, or it's a Lamar deep ball that he gets to. Um, Hollywood Brown, but there's going to be a big play in this game. I think um, that's that's my prediction. Um, bull prediction. I got. I just had to get it to have an attempt at keeping the streak alive. You know, I forgot all about. Uh, I forgot all about Devin doing these. Uh, he did. He did bring me some life to the special teams. He he actually, you know, on the kick on the kickoffs. He is on the kick return. Excuse me. He he is showing some um, flashes. And it is helping us uh, get that ball in good position. So I, I'm loving that. I'm definitely loving that he's holding the ball. You know, he's getting, he's moving forward. So I, I'm loving that. We ain't, ha- we haven't had that in a while, and we we talked about that. Yeah, so. and he seems like, like he's at the thirty every single time. There was one thing that I didn't like though. Mm. Um, could have been a fatal error. It did not happen. We're lucky, but when he leaves the ball to go um, into the end zone, because if the ball touches the end zone now, um, it's an automatic touchback. Mm. He'll just run forward, and he did that, and he ran forward, um, and I was like, whatever, he doesn't want to pick it. The ball bounced like a foot and a half inside the end zone. Like, it barely made it to the end zone. And I was like, I was like, oh, I wish he had stayed there just to make sure that the ball lands in the end zone and not just, like, run. Like, if, if it goes – once it goes over your head – run but don't like start running before because you never know it could bounce early but like other than that which wasn't even like i mean nothing literally nothing went wrong um he saw yeah. he was like that's going into the end zone but i just extra extra security extra caution but i mean he is he's the the spark that the ravens haven't had in the special teams game in a while I, and he's the, I think he's probably the best kick returner in the nfl right now he's the only one with a touchdown and yeah. it seems like he always gets to the 30 or uh, like he's never going for he's he always gets to the 25 and then he just gets to the 30 consistently like it's it's very good what he does because he's so fast and he's so strong that he's just able to fall forward and uh and it's it it gives me some life watching that um i'm so yeah. happy that the pr willie sneed kick returner isn't <laughs> that was so stupid you know for someone <laughs> if, if for someone never to feel kick returns and punt returns it looked like a natural back then. Yep. Like it's a natural. I mean, right now, I would even give go ahead and give him a little bit of uh, snaps on the punt return as well. 
I mean, James Prochet did try to break out on one um, against Kansas City. I guess we got to keep on developing him. He's going to get better over time because, you know, people are still trying to write off Miles Boykins. Uh, Miles couldn't do too much. You know, that ball was thrown over his head. It was about two, three balls. One thrown over Miles, uh, that one that was thrown over Miles' head to, to the end zone, that one that um, Marquise should have ran after, and then that one that he did throw to Marquise that was like more towards the inside that could have led to a pick. Yeah. The corner um, had butter, had ate some popcorn before he, he caught the ball. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I will say, I'm just loving what they're doing with Duvernay right now. Um, yeah. It just seems like – like they're still doing it. I think I really think he's going to get a big role at some point uh, in this season. But like I love how they're still just like they're trying to get him going, and it's like, you know, it may be like a, you know, it may just be a, a five yard gain or a seven yard gain. But if you get five yards to play, seven yards to play, that's that's good football. So like what they're doing with him, those those uh, jet sweet, which is what I thought that they would try and do with him early. That's what they're doing. Um, I'm very happy to see them trying to get him involved. I would love to see Prochet, um, but they're still trying to get Miles Boykin. And he's had his moments again this year. Uh, maybe last week was just a bad game. Mark Andrews had a bad game. It just happened. Hopefully they just get somebody involved other than Hollywood, because it seems like Hollywood's the only guy. And even Hollywood struggled a lot this game, but just get someone going. That's all I ask. Well, Ravens Nation, I think. I think that's all we got. I mean, of course, you know, we we got some good things to look forward to, like like we already talked about. We got the extension from Marlon Humphrey. We got the Washington team coming up that, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to be a fairly easy game. Of course, they're going to come out and compete, but this is going to be a rejuvenation game. Uh, this is going to be an energy pick, uh, um, an energy builder game for the guys, and I feel like we're going to go ahead get that dub. Um, hopefully, we we see a two hundred yard game. Let's go. Let's okay. So I'm I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for a two hundred yard rushing game out, out of the Ravens against Washington team. And not from so. quarter. And and I feel like and I hope and uh, our quarterback is going to have the less is going to have the less amount of yards. In that 200 uh, total rushes. So is that I? I think it's a. I would love to see in this game a JK game. Or a Gus game. I don't. I mean, like obviously, like if Mark Ingram comes out and it, feed the hot hand. Right now, it seems like Gus and JK are the hot hands. But obviously, you still want to give the ball to Mark Ingram. If Mark Ingram is playing well, give him the football. If Gus Edwards is not playing well move along like you've got three very very good running backs whoever think, is running well give it to them and i think i don't i, I can't call i just don't understand the the two the one two combo in gus edwards and kenneth dixon was maybe one of it's maybe a, one of the best rushing combos we've had other than, you know, Jamal Lewis, the Priest Holmes, the Willis McGahees, you know, the Justin Facets, and, you know, the Ray Rices, um, those guys, you know, of course, we're not dissing, we're not dissing those guys. But the Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon era, man, you're talking about Gus Edwards leaning over, putting his, putting his pads down, running over a guy, 
first hit of contact. He's busting up the field for 20 yards. Then you talk about a Kenneth Dixon, smaller, stronger, compact, faster, and more agile. Another, okay, I'm going to take this one hit. I'm going to juke from this guy, and I'm going to cut up the field. You can literally do the same thing with a J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards or a Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. I mean, just run the ball. Ravens' identity, run the ball. Take the time off the clock. Get touchdowns. Get field goals. Give your defense rest. Let your defense knock the living daylights out of out of the opposing offense and get the ball back for Lamar and, and crew. I, I could not have said that better. Um, so let's get that 220. Let's get that 220 this Sunday. Let's get that 220. I I hope so. And I hope, I hope there's a, I, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the, the big play is going to be a JK. JK is going to break one. Um, that's my big play. I would love to see it. You know, that's my guy. I don't play fantasy football, but if I did, listen, I don't care how many points I will lose. I don't how many care how many points I will gain. J.K. Dobbins would be my feature back. <laughs> I know, I know, it's a running back by committee group, but he will be my feature back. I don't care what anybody says. All right, well, that's gonna do it for today's episode on Purple Friday. Make sure to check back every single week. We have a new episode recapping and previewing. Have a lot of fun. Um, the we really re- appreciate the support. If you're if you're listening on apple podcasts uh please give us a rating and a review um it actually helps the show out a lot in terms of just getting recommended to other people um but and whatever other platform you're listening on um just hit the follow or the subscribe or whatever the platform you know like the page whatever it is whatever platform you're viewing on because um we only have about 28 percent on apple 22 percent on spotify most people are in the other so we don't know actually what platform most people are listening on um so whatever that platform is uh follow us and uh talk to us on twitter i'm at the worst take net on twitter joshua is at sky the limit 39 yep um so talk to us on twitter um and if you have any questions or you want to be on the show let us know we want to get on uh other ravens fans fans of other teams everything like that um and we'll see all of you again uh next purple friday hopefully we're uh we're feeling good absolutely family Listen, man, y'all have a good one, Ravens Nation. Um, enjoy yourselves. Get ready to get the, uh, the wings, the biz for Sunday. And let's have a good time, man. Let's enjoy this game. Uh, big trust, man. <laughs>